Welcome to Snacks in the Mac, a podcast where we share literal and figurative snacks. Today, I feel like laying a load. Today will be another one of my stand-up episodes. The last one got a lot of attention, and I've been collecting some new material. So it's time to share. And uh, total disclaimer, I'm still working on how to properly do a stand-up routine, and I'm still practicing, and this is my second go in that practice. And uh, before we get going, don't worry, I'll share a special Mac literal and figurative snack this week as well. My literal snack will be something, and <laughs> and my figurative snack is to make space for yourself to be a real human. And um, all right, here we go. Oh, hey, you all came back. Holy shit, you like me. You really like me. So the past couple of months have been really rough, as I'm sure it has been for all of you. So I decided to turn my pain into laughter because that's what most well-adjusted people do, right? Right? So just to give you a little snippet of what I'm pulling from, I've basically spent the last couple of months at work at Trader Joe's and then also learning about my anxiety, just in case you're wondering, because obviously I'm sure you were. And I could talk about how I had COVID, but that feels a little bit too relatable now, doesn't it? And I don't really think it makes me special anymore to have had COVID. If you know anything about Gemini's, then you know that I have a chronic need to be in the spotlight. I am a Trader Joe's hoe. <laughs> I live for every product they have. We'll try it once, except for the Bombas, which remind me of circus peanuts. I know it's a totally different snack, but the packaging provides the same vibe. I even bought a bag once, intending to give it a chance, and, you know, it's still sitting in my cabinet right now because I can't bring myself to eat them. I know it's a totally different snack, like some corn chip filled with hazelnut cram type of thing, but still... In my mind, it's going to taste like the circus peanuts, and you can't tell me they won't, but I bought it because I like Trader Joe's, and I want to support them, and, uh, <laughs> so over the past couple of months of me going to Trader Joe's, I've noticed a couple of things about the employees, and, like, everyone's really stressed right now, and, like, they are not excluded from this category. So I like to consider myself a decent human being. I try to be aware of myself and my impact on others. And when I'm at Trader Joe's interacting with other employees, I feel the most righteous. There's usually a few employees stocky when I go in, and if they're working in an area where I need something, I'll ask them if I can grab whatever is near them. You know, like how most people should when they're like going into someone else's space. Ask them if, if it's okay. So one time I was like trying to get something and I asked the employee, do you mind if I grab this thing right in front of you? And the employee went, oh my God, of course you can. No one ever asked me that. And if other employees were around when you did this, we'd all be bowing at your feet. And like in my mind, I'm like, go ahead and do that, please. (laughs) (laughs) But I simply replied, oh yeah, I know it's wild in here sometimes and went about my business, but it got me thinking like, what has this Trader Joe's employee been through? What have they seen? I mean, the obvious social commentary is that people working in service jobs aren't seen as real humans, but that's a conversation for another podcast episode. Uh, But then it got me thinking, 
why Trader Joe's is such, such a stressful shopping environment and what these employees have to go through. Jessica needs her guilt-free frozen mac and cheese right now and no one can stand in her way. Bitch, better watch out so I can get my Scandinavian swimmers and my very reasonably priced cheese. I mean, unexpected cheddar can fuck me up and then have my babies. And don't act like I'm weird for saying I would let cheese fuck me because I have gained so much more pleasure from a block of Trader Joe's cheese than some of the mediocre men that I have fucked. <laughs> so I started realizing the anxiety I have in my body. And let me tell y'all, I sometimes wish that I ignored it like all my other problems in my life. Um, recently I've been trying to improve myself from the inside and break all of those other generational curses. Many in my age group, like many in my age group are, but life was so much easier when I was a sad bitch and let a pint of Talenti fix all my problems. I still do that, but now I have a therapist. <laughs> I had a moment recently where I realized what I was really going through it. So you ever have those moments when you like, you're doing a normal daily task and it's not, you snap awake and you're like, I'm not okay. Well, this was that. Let me set the scene. I was taking a nice long hot shower. And now that I live alone, I don't have my mother knocking at the door, yelling at me that I'm using up all the hot water. So I was in the shower giving one of my concerto from Moso when one of my comfort songs came on and it was Solomon Burke's Cry to Me. And if you're a Dirty Dancing fan or a fan of 60s music with sad lyrics and upbeat rhythms, you know the song. So I'm singing the song in the shower and if you don't know how it goes, I'm going to sing the part I knew something was wrong with me because I need attention points and I need you to understand the demonstration. So the part goes like this. Don't you feel like crying? And I sang that part with a little bit too much desperation and despair. And I took a beat in the shower, the hot water running all over my body. And I was like, huh, I do feel like crying. Fuck. And I continue to take the shower and I'm just like taking mental notes about how I feel in my body and everything and like talking to my therapist about it. And uh, like, uh, it's so stressful trying to deal with like being sad. And then the next song that came on was hit me baby one more time. So then my loneliness was killing me. And I must confess, I still believe, still believe that I'm losing my mind. I do not need a sign. After the past couple months, it is lost. My brain is gone. Probably to an alternate reality. And when I've been telling my friends about what I've been going through, I've been referring to the feelings as I don't feel like a real human. And I think what I've come to terms with is that I'm just not a real human. I'm not meant to be here. <laughs> I'm meant to live in an alternate reality. I'm an ethereal being, not meant to live in this realm. Anyone really to that? Anyone? And there, you've just witnessed how I talk to myself through anxious moments. I feel broken inside because I'm not meant to be in this reality. 
I haven't confessed this to my therapist yet, though, because I'm not really ready to let this crazy out to them yet. All the other shit swirling around in my brain pan is fine to share with them, but I think it's the best that I share this crazy story with fans of my comedy who aren't going to try to make me work through why I think I'm not meant to be in this realm. <laughs> this next bit, though, is where I think my parents should stop listening because it's about sex. I mean, my mom already calls me a whore, but that doesn't mean I want her to hear how much I like to come. You know? So, I really enjoy sex, exploring with my partner as being a dirty little slut. And recently, I've realized something about myself. I'm a soft dom. And don't worry, I'm not going to sh- overshare about my sex life here. Because you have to pay me for that. Um, But what I really want to tell y'all is about how my soft dom energy comes through outside the bedroom. And that's when I'm at work serving and bartending. Uh, My coworkers always marvel at me getting big tips sometimes from tables. And my secret is I soft dom them. And why it comes into play so much is because people love to be told what to do. And maybe they secretly love to be told what to do by a fat, dark-haired, tattooed lady, and they're not ready to admit it, their fetish yet. And you know what? I like to recognize that and exploit their kink, their secret kink. My favorite groups of people to do this with are girls' night out tables, middle-aged men night out tables, and straight couple day nights. Oh, 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 oh. And drunk gay men. Straight couple date nights is easy because I just give off, let me be your third energy, and they eat it up and take note. That's how I win sake contests. Eh. Girls' night out tables can be tricky because they have to be chill and ready to party at the same time, but they love being told what to do. They need me there to make sure they have a good night. I make them drink the drinks, eat the food, and be a little naughty at the table, and they fucking love it. Recently, I had this table come in, and they definitely had been drinky-drinky before coming in my establishment, and they came in pretty hot. Everyone else was like, oof, they're annoying, but I knew if I soft-dommed them, they'd have a great time and not be annoying, and they did. Several times when I left the table, I heard them say, she's hilarious, I love her, and they had a great time. Drunk gay men are easy to soft dom because they'll start being nasty and I'll be right nasty right back. This one guy was telling me what I was going to do for him and I replied, if you earn it. And he, let me tell you, he loved it so much. He was like, oh, you're a nasty freak and I like it. And the rest of the time he behaved, he behaved exactly how I wanted him to. And we all know men's night out tables are really easy to soft on because the best way to do it is to trick them into thinking they have the power. And I know many people who are ladies who are married to men are probably like, mm, yes, that's how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> Where really it is me who could crush your entire skull with my thunder thighs. But I said I wouldn't bring my bedroom soft doming into this, so I won't. I already let you have that little glimpse for free. I do have a Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal, though, if you're interested in learning or experiencing more. (laughs) And um, after getting through the past couple months, I really just come to terms with all the different parts of me, and I think that feels pretty nice. 
So truly, I'm just an anxious, sad, Trader Joe's soft dom slut who's still ready to be whisked away to an alternate reality and escape this hellhole of life. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good night.